Hello and welcome to Thoughts from the Bible. I am Adam Zander and have been serving as a missionary in Romania for over a decade. Join me every week as we look at simple thoughts from the Bible to help us in our daily walk with Christ and our relationships with our fellow man. Hello once again from Romania. I hope you're having a great day. We are enjoying a nice cool day here in Romania. It is very refreshing after the very hot days we have been having. Today we will look at our 21st message from the book of Ephesians called Understanding the Will of God. Let's read our verses for today, which is found in Ephesians chapter 5, verses 16 and 17. Ephesians chapter 5, verses 16 and 17. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. Verse 17 tells us to be wise in understanding what the will of the Lord is. Today, we will look at what the will of God is, how man has a free will, and yet God is still all-powerful. The will of God is often a mysterious and misunderstood belief. Many people blame everything on the will of God. For example, you may have heard things like this. It must have been the will of God for that person to get sick or injured. Or perhaps it was the will of God he or she died. Or maybe you have heard someone say this. Maybe it was the will of God I did not get the job. So those are some things you may have heard people say about the will of God. Thinking and saying every good or bad thing that happens is the will of God is an easy way out. It may have been the will of God, but it also may not have been the will of God. God has a will. That is, He desires and wants certain things for His creation. He wants them to live in righteousness, peace, and love. But man also has a will, a free will. We are not robots or puppets that God plays with. Because of this, we can go against the will of God. We have a choice. In addition to this, the Bible tells us chance happens to all of us. Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verses 11 and 12. I returned and saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, neither yet bread to the wise, nor yet riches to men of understanding, nor yet favor to men of skill, but time and chance happeneth to them all. For man also knoweth not his time, as the fishes that are taken in an evil net, and as the birds that are caught in a snare, so are the sons of men snared in an evil time when it falleth suddenly upon them. And then a passage in the New Testament talking about chance happening. Luke chapter 10 verses 30 through 32. And Jesus answering said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho, and fell among thieves, which stripped him of his raiment, and wounded him, and departed, leaving him half dead. 
And by chance there came down a certain priest that way. And when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. And likewise a Levite, when he was at the place, came and looked on him, and passed by on the other side. Some preachers or teachers do not believe in chance or random things happening to people. They teach that all things are ordained by God. However, the truth is some things happen because you were at the right place at the right time. It's just the plain truth. God may choose to protect you, but he may also let that chance event happen. One more thing about the will of God before we look at what we know is the will of God for our lives. Even though man has a free will, and God may not step in and intervene, he can choose to act and override the acts and will of men. God is sovereign and all-powerful. He may choose to let you live, or take you home. James chapter 4 verses 13 through 15. Let's read these verses in the Bible. Go to now, ye that say today or tomorrow, we will go into such a city and continue there a year and buy and sell and get gain. Whereas you know not what shall be on the morrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away. For that ye ought to say, if the Lord will, we shall live and do this or that. So the will of God and the will of man are a balance. Both have a will. Man has a free will to choose his own path. But God is higher and mightier than man, and his will can intervene if he so chooses. The book of Ephesians chapter 5 tells us to be wise and understand what the will of God is. Ephesians chapter 1 also tells us he has made known to us the mystery of his will, that we should be to his glory and praise. That is the grand purpose of his will. Let's read Ephesians chapter 1 verses 8 through 12. Wherein he hath abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known unto us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure which he hath purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of times he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in him, and whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will, that we should be to the praise of his glory who first trusted in Christ. That is the grand purpose of God in our life, that we would bring praise and glory to him. Many people say they do not understand what the will of God is for their life or perhaps what to do in a situation. A wise pastor once told me there are five checks to determine if we should do something and if it is the will of God. So here are five practical things to consider when you are trying to make a decision. First, does it agree or not go against the Bible, God's word? Second, did you seek godly counsel? What did they say? 
Number three, are the circumstances right? Doors open in life and doors close. Number four, do you believe you have the Holy Spirit leading in this decision? And number five, what does your conscience say? If you are uneasy or if your conscience is bothering you, it might not be God's will that you do whatever you are considering. These five things are good, practical things to check when determining the will of God in a decision. Also remember, God often gives us the liberty to choose one path or door over another. My pastor always tells me this, if you have two choices and they are equal, choose the one you will be happy with. That's very good advice. Our desire should be to do the will of the Father. Jesus Christ, our Savior, is an example of obeying God's will and not ours. John chapter 6, verses 37 through 40. This is Jesus speaking in this passage. All that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. For I came down from heaven, not to do mine own will, but the will of him that sent me. And this is the Father's will which hath sent me, that of all which he hath given me I should lose nothing, but should raise it up again at the last day. And this is the will of him that sent me, that every one which seeth the Son and believeth on him may have everlasting life, and I will raise him up at the last day. Doing the will of God should come from our hearts with a desire to please Him. Let's read Ephesians chapter 6, verses 6 through 8. Not with eye service as men pleasers, but as a servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart, with good will doing service as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that whatsoever good thing any man doeth, the same shall he receive of the Lord, whether he be bond or free. Let's now look at what we know about the will of God. First, it is the will of God that all be saved and secure. God's will, his desire, is that all men be saved. It is also his will that they have security in his salvation. That is, that they know they are saved and cannot lose it. 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 4, the Bible says, "...who will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth." And then John chapter 6, verses 39 and 40. And this is the Father's will which hath sent me, that of all which he hath given me I should lose nothing, but should raise it up again in the last day. And this is the will of him that sent me, that every one which seeth the Son and believeth on him may have everlasting life, and I will raise him up at the last day. Notice it is the will of God that Jesus will not lose any who come to him. He will keep all those who trust him for salvation eternally secure. So first today, it is the will of God that all be saved and secure. Second today, the Holy Spirit makes intercession for us according to the will of God. We sometimes desire and pray for things that will not be good for us. Because of this, the Holy Spirit filters our prayers and pleads to the Father according to the will of God. The Holy Spirit knows much better than we do what we need. 
Romans chapter 8, verses 27 and 28. And he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. Number three, by yielding our bodies and wills to the Holy Spirit, we will prove or show the will of God in our lives. Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So by yielding our bodies and wills to the Holy Spirit, we will prove or show the will of God in our lives. Fourth today, it is the will of God to deliver us from this evil world. We will not face the wrath of God in the tribulation. He will deliver us from that wrath. One day God will take us to heaven and deliver us from this evil world. Galatians chapter 1, verses 4 and 5, who gave himself for our sins, that he might deliver us from this present evil world, according to the will of God and our Father, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Fifth today, it is the will of God to live a holy, clean life with self-control in all things. We can read this in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 2 through 4. For you know what commandments we gave you by the Lord Jesus. For this is the will of God, even your sanctification, that you should abstain from fornication, that every one of you should know how to possess his vessel in sanctification and honor. And then verse 7, For God hath not called us unto uncleanness, but unto holiness. So it is the will of God to live a holy, clean life with self-control in all things. Number six today, it is His will that we walk worthy in all understanding and wisdom. Colossians chapter 1, verses 9 and 10. For this cause we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. It is the will of God that you understand the Bible, that you grow in wisdom and knowledge. Seventh, it is the will of God to obey authorities and laws. This can be a difficult one. 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 13 through 17. Submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake whether it be to the king as supreme, or unto governors as unto them that are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers, and for the praise of them that do well. For so is the will of God, that with well-doing ye may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men, as free, and not using your liberty as a cloak of maliciousness, but as the servants of God. Honor all men, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king.
This passage makes it clear. It is the will of God to obey those in authority and laws. It goes even further and says to honor all men, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. All of this is the will of God for a child of God. Number eight today, it may be the will of God for you to suffer. This is not a pleasant thought, but God may allow us to suffer for his name or because of the sin curse in our bodies. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 19, the Bible says, Wherefore, let them that suffer according to the will of God commit the keeping of their souls to him in well-doing, as unto a faithful creator. And number nine and last today, it is the will of God to give thanks in everything. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. In conclusion today, we see we can know much about the will of God for our lives by just reading the Bible. If we will follow what we know is the will of God, which is found in the Bible, the rest will fall into place. Today, I just mentioned nine things in the Bible that we know is the will of God. There are many, many more. We should all want to obey and be complete in the will of God. This is where true peace and joy will be found. Let's read one more verse for today. Colossians chapter 4, verse 12. Epaphras, who is one of you, a servant of Christ, saluteth you, always laboring fervently for you in prayers, that ye may stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. Thank you so much for listening today. Next time, we will look again at the book of Ephesians. I hope you have a great day.